0: Yeah, Friday, you have reached episode twenty four of the Rancy Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening to me on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating Any ratings appreciated. Thank God it's Friday. It is the end of the week, and I am ready for the weekend. Aren't you ready for the weekend? I hope you enjoy the show today. I think I wrote a good one. It's uh, always glad when it's Friday. Let's get into this journey updates. Okay, guys, this week I had another bad week up another one pound one 1.2 pounds this week. So the total gain I have remaining to lose right now is 2.2 pounds that I have to get rid of total pounds lost for the month of January is 14 pounds. The total pounds lost since I started back in January 2019 is 109.2 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to 277 is 9.4 pounds. The pounds I have to get to the next WW milestone, which is the minus 125 milestone is 15.8 pounds. And the pounds to get to my big goal, which would be to lose 200 pounds, is 90.8 pounds. So, not not a great week, but I still cannot complain when I look at the month of January being down 14 pounds. It is uh, definitely an amazing thing, if you ask me. But got to make a correction here. Got to do something and get get the ball rolling in the right direction. Some of this gain could be... I've I've had a tremendous amount of pain in my right knee the last week or so. And to the point where I started using anti-inflammatory medications and stuff like that. So it is possible... (laughs) I try not to put any stock in it but it is possible. I usually only take these medications if I have I can't take the pain anymore. That's kind of like the week I, the the past week has been terrible for my right knee. And I can't wait until a day comes where cuz you know, I I see the doctor however many times about the knee and they all say the same thing. They all say, "Well, lose weight. And the knee will feel better. And now I've lost 109 pounds and I don't know that the knee feels any better, to be honest with you. Well, what can I do? Who am I? What can I possibly say about it, right? Anyway, on to today's topic, we're going to talk about pain. (laughs) It's inevitable, really, right? When we think about it, when you decide you're going to have, change your lifestyle, get get a healthy lifestyle going. And you're going to make the steps, whether it is through eating right, whether it's to exercise, whether it's to do both, you're going to change your life. It's my firm belief that at these moments, when you make these decisions like this, decisions that would cause good things to happen in your life, whatever the decision is, it doesn't have to be health related. It could be anything related. It could be career related. It, it could be just spiritual beliefs, it, 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 whatever it is. You make a decision to better your life in any way, shape, or form. Something called Murphy's Law takes into effect. And what is Murphy's Law? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That's, in a nutshell, that's what happens, right? It is testing your resolve in a way that you have no idea, that you cannot anticipate, okay? And everybody this is what separates the strong from the weak. This first moment when you make a decision that you're going to change your life, this is how you know that you might be headed in the right direction or you might be headed in the wrong direction because you will hit a stumbling block. You will hit a circumstance that you feel will deter you from taking your concentration off of whatever you're trying to do, right? So in my case, it's, living a healthy lifestyle, right? I decide to make a a life choice to live a healthy lifestyle. Then things come in my path that would take me away from living the health style. Oh, you know what? I'll start next week. This is all messed up now. I'll start next week. You know, kind of a thing like that. And there's always going to be these things. There's always going to be joint pain. There's always going to be back pain uh, you you name it B- bodily aches and pains are they just come with it we can't take it like it's law just because we're presented with it and you know it, let's say you didn't just decide not to exercise right away i can i can bet anything that you, murphy's law knows you're not going to exercise so puts life events in in front of you like a wedding like a baby shower, like a cookout, like a holiday, whatever it is, you know, where these things weren't planned for in, the, in, in, the, in advance, now you decided that you're going to live a healthy lifestyle and you're sick and tired of doing whatever you were doing before and you're going to make a change. Then all of a sudden these things like this present themselves and that's when the attitude comes that, you know, the week will definitely get separated at this point. And I'll say, well, you know what? We got this baby shower coming up on Saturday. We got this wedding coming up on Sunday. Let's just start next week. Forget about it this time because we're just going to start in the wrong direction because of this party, because of this holiday, because of this event. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be an event. There's always going to be a circumstance that takes you from whatever it is you're trying to do. If you're trying, even even on the spiritual world, you're trying to better yourself and get closer to God. Everything to distract you from God is going to present itself. A new love in your life. A something circumstance happens in the family. A death in the family. Whatever it may be. Who is sick? Who is hurt? Who is hurt? Who's getting a bad grade in school? Whatever it is. Anything to deter you emotionally from what you're trying to do will happen. And we should almost expect it. At this point in my journey, I can look back and look at it. I feel honored that Murphy would try to pay so much attention to what I was doing. <laughs> and uh, that's all I can do about that. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to talk about a little more about how I deal with the pain that I have with, you know, what, what techniques or whatever I use to get through this journey because there's nothing easy about doing this. So stick with me. We'll be right back.
1: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On Facebook and Instagram, search for, at, The Ranting Weight Watcher. On Twitter, search for, at, The Ranting www. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for, at, Ranting Weight Watcher. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to, TheRantingWeightWatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here, and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo.
0: And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. Today we're talking about how we deal with pain. And uh, I'd like to get a little into that now. See, the first thing about dealing with pain, because to be honest with you, I've been dealing with joint pain for many years at this point, when you carry the amount of weight that I carried at one time, my largest weight was 460 pounds. And the amount of pain that comes on the joints is incredibly painful. You know, having the gastric bypass surgery definitely helped and basically brought me down to a manageable level really quickly. And then I did the wrong thing. In over 15 years, I gained the majority of the weight back. And I'm not saying I'm not at fault for it. Of course, I'm at fault for it. There's not a day that goes by where I won't acknowledge that. I never changed the behavior. I changed my physical ability to eat that, the amount of food I was eating prior to the gastric bypass, but I never changed the behavior. A little bit of a Big Mac is still Big Mac. It's not grilled chicken, if you could understand what I'm trying to get at here. Making bad choices, if that doesn't change, you'll drop a bunch of weight. But the idea is... You're supposed to change your habits and behaviors as you lose weight so that you learn a new way of living. That's why they say healthy lifestyle. I never did that. I dropped almost 200 pounds in one year, started to enjoy life, and over the next 15 years gained the majority of it back until 2019 when I decided to join Weight Watchers at 395 when I said that enough is enough. I'm not going to allow myself to gain anymore. So my first piece of advice coming from someone who's had, I literally have had pain in my hips, pain in my knees. I mean, pain in the low back, everywhere you could possibly hold extra weight in, you know, these areas I, I carried and I carried pain with that. And the first thing I would tell you is you got to know when to rest. When you're exercising, eventually if you push yourself as hard as I push myself because I'm very I'm very results oriented, right? And I just want I want that I want to get there. I'm not a patient man and I just want to be at the magic number I set for myself to so I can make the next decision. And that magic number was I want to lose 200 pounds, be 195, and then decide where to go from there. And I just want to get there quickly. I don't, and I understand it can't happen quickly. But I'm human. I'm not a robot here, you know. I have uh, I have things, you know, things I set in my head that I want to be done by this date. And I know I can't even tell you how many times. Someone has told me, oh, don't set dates. It's just going to, you know, drive you crazy. And and I get that. And I have I have set so many dates and I still continue to set them to this day. I may not say them out loud, but they're in my head. And every time the scale goes up in the wrong direction, it's one week away. It's one week further away. You understand what I mean? Everything just seems like it's going backwards where I know it's not. In my head, I know it's not. There's a lot of things in the body that change. And it's not just muscle and fat ratio. There's plenty of things going on. And joint issues are one of them. Water retention, all kinds of things that can go wrong in your body. That can cause fluctuations. But yes, knowing when to rest is extremely important. Especially if you're new to exercise. But you got to know when your body is telling you, you need a break. If you're only walking three days and there are seven days in a week, you have some leeway. You have some time to say, okay, here's a rest day. Fast forward, I'm now walking six days a week. Six days a week, anywhere between one and one and a half hours each day. So I give myself a rest day of every Friday. That's the night before weigh-in, and that's the night I choose to rest. That's a guaranteed. But I have come to learn That every once in a while, you might tweak something, you need another rest day. There cannot be this voice of guilt, okay? We cannot allow the voice of guilt or shame to invade our journey just because we might need a rest day. You know the body of work thus far, right? I started off three days a week. I'm now up to six days a week my body of work has has progressed in, and it has doubled and it has been consistent, okay? So every once in a while, where I'm always looking for something new, right? I'm looking for what can I do new to take me to the next level. Thing you have to do is keep challenging yourself, right? You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Sometimes on a Saturday when I know there's nothing else going on, It goes from a one and a half hour walk to a two hour walk. Just because my knee feels particularly good that day. Now I have a chronic, uh, I have arthritis in my right knee. I've had it for years at this point. Up until I started to live a healthy lifestyle. Up until I just started to exercise in that healthy lifestyle. The only time my knee bothered me was when rain was coming. And whenever I got up and sat down on a chair, when I went up or down the stairs, and when I got in and out of bed, those are the only times my knee ever bothered me. And if I spent the majority of the day in the chair, how many times do you think I got up? So it becomes like, okay, yeah, you're not hurting all the time because you're not using it. And But now, now that I'm walking six days a week, Anything can aggravate the right knee. Anything. One day I came into my office here because I work from home and I sat down to because we have to connect to a, you know, a, a portal, a connection portal. Like it's like a VPN to get you into work, right? And I learned really quickly that if I wait until right before I have to start work, that's when everybody's trying to connect to the portal. And the likelihood that you're going to be able to connect is slim to none. So I would come in here six in the morning and connect myself to the portal. Anyway, one day I came and I go to lower myself into the chair. I get this popping sensation in my back and it's like the whole day is shot. My back is killing me from sitting in a chair. Like what the hell did I do to myself? and it was so bad that i actually took a rest day because i it was sitting was uncomfortable standing was uncomfortable the only thing that was comfortable was laying down and that's basically all i did after the work day was over and i fought through you know and it's funny cuz i actually fought through the 8 hours of work but then skipped the exercise <laughs> and you know that's obviously the shame and guilt talking in my head like well okay i was i was trying to sit here and power through for a paycheck, but then when it came for my health, I took a back seat and sat down and, or laid down and didn't go for a walk. And you know, there's a million and one ways you could think of that, but that's just the back, in the back of my head, the little voice in the back of my head is talking like that. And I'm sure many other people would do the same thing, but we have to know when it's time to rest, especially when when you're working out the majority of the week, And I know know people that have no rest days, and that's just insane to me. How could you have zero rest days? I had once said, because I had a personal trainer for a little while last year, I don't have him anymore because of financial reasons, but not because of uh, any other reason than that. But I had said to him, oh, I won't exercise the night before weigh-in. And it was like a known fact with, anybody who's on Weight Watchers says it. And so this is a personal trainer, someone who has nothing to do with Weight Watchers. It looks at me like I have 10 heads. Why? What's the big deal that you wouldn't weigh in? What, why wouldn't you exercise the night before weighing? And I said, well, they say, you know, everything swells up and then you, it affects the scale. And he just started laughing at me. He goes, tell me something. Let's say let's say you're right, he says, and you do swell things up. You work so hard that things get swelled up. If you do it every Friday, and it only looks different on the first time it happens, every other time it's just a normal Saturday because working on Friday has become normal. So what's the difference? And he brought up the same argument when I told him, you know, I had brought up so many other things and he would bring up the second, same argument. It's only different... It's only an anomaly on the first weigh-in after you make the change. It is not an anomaly anymore once the behavior becomes normal. And I couldn't argue with it anymore because it made sense. It just, it does. It's like the same idea. know, Since COVID-19 hit, they when you go to weigh-in on, at the workshops, if you have a workshop that's actually open in your area, they make you weigh-in with shoes on now. And in the beginning, I remember thinking, oh, that's, that's insane. Who the hell is going to want to weigh in with shoes on? And still, I haven't stepped into a, a an open location since. Not just because of that, but, you know, there's there's a number of reasons why I haven't gone to a an actual location, even though they're open in my area. But I just thought it was ludicrous. But then I can hear my trainer's voice in the back of my head. It's only an anomaly the first time. After that... It's the same every week. It becomes the normal. So what? You take a hit, the number goes up, but you know the next week the number, the new number is the new is the new normal for you. So if the shoes add three pounds, know it's the shoes, move on, because the next week you're going to still be up the three pounds for the shoes, unless you find some magic shoe that doesn't weigh three pounds. And it's just, I could hear him in the back of my head saying stuff like that. And it, it makes complete sense. makes complete sense, but I'm way off topic here. Knowing when to rest is important, but then there's the part of me that typically wins and that's knowing when to push through, push through the pain because there's always going to be pain the same way. The three pounds are always going to affect this, affect the scale on all future weigh-ins. The same way the swelling will affect the scale on all future weigh-ins because it's just the new way of doing it. Same thing. If it's always going to be there, it just has to be part of life sometimes. Obviously, if it's severe enough, you you know that you have to take a rest day. But you know your body. You know what you're capable of. And you know when you're copping out. When you know you can handle more but you just don't feel like it. You know the difference. And you have to be truthful with yourself because in the end, you're not lying to anyone. You could say whatever you want to say. In the end, you're going to be judged on the work you've done and the results you receive from the work you've done. And that's the God's honest truth. It doesn't matter how you feel about your journey. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. When the world looks at you, And I'm not saying it's right or wrong to think this way. I'm saying it is what it is. I'm saying when the world looks at you, when everybody who's not on Weight Watchers, who doesn't understand what it is to, they've been thin all their lives, they have no idea what it is to deal with a weight problem. When those people look at you, these people are going to look for results. And when they don't see them, it won't matter how you feel. When you say things like, I had a game this week, but you know what? I feel good because they don't hear anything after that because it doesn't matter. Feelings don't matter to anyone else. Do they matter to you? I'm sure they do. I'm a realist. My feel. I try to allow my feelings to matter as little as possible because I know my feelings lie the majority of the time and anytime there's a thought that I might have too much pain. I just get myself out of the house. Get myself out. Go. Put the shoes on. Go. And I said, well, with this level of pain, I can make it to the stop sign and back at least, bottom line. Because there's like a, you know, I make a right out of my parking lot. I'm sorry, I make a left out of my parking lot. Go down to the first stop sign in my journey. I say, okay, I'll make it to that stop sign come back, and at least I did something today. Then I find myself at the stop sign, and I say, well, if I made it here and I don't feel any pain, I can make it to the next stop sign, okay? And before I know it, I'm halfway through my walk, I'm at the furthest distance from my house, still not exactly feeling pain, or if I am feeling pain, it's like a it's an ache, right? It's a dull ache, or it's a, you know, it's enough to say it's there, but I'm not crippled. I'm not crying in agony. I'm not dying. I survived so we can go a little further. And at any given moment, the journey can be cut short. hang a left and go home. But you go a little bit further. It, you think think about it like incrementally, because you might just find that movement is exactly what you needed to feel better, not sitting, still doing anything, nothing. There's someone that had said they had been dealing with back pain all their life. Someone I know. And the doctor told them the best thing to help you is to get up and move around. Just walk. It doesn't have to be like some serious, oh, uh, I'm walking fast. Just get out and walk and get up out of the chair and move. To this day, every time they're dealing with back pain, they they decide to go for a walk rather than sit. And that's what I do, you know? I, that's how I, prom- I deal with everything. Am I alive? Am I breathing? Can I go? And you know what? Nine and a half times out of 10, I can go. When I see that I can't sleep because of the pain, that's typically when I say, okay, tomorrow's a rest day. And it may not, it may, there may be doctors or whatever that would say, oh, that's just crazy. Why are you doing that to yourself? And it's just the only way. It's kind of how I was brought up. You go to school unless you're dying. <laughs> hey, right? It's, it doesn't matter how sick you think you are. If you're breathing, you're going to school. I listened to a motivational speaker, uh, almost on a I, -- I would say almost a daily basis. His name is Eric Thomas. And one of the things he says often, he talks often about pain. He says, at the end of your pain is your reward. You're already in pain. Just go get your reward now. And it always sticks with me when I'm sitting here... Complaining about how bad my knee is. A lot of the things he says stick with me. Another one of the things he says often. When you want to succeed. As bad as you want to breathe. Then you will be successful. And I've always taken that one to heart. And I would plead with you. We have to demand more of ourselves. We have lived in mediocrity way too long. We've never demanded excellence from anything we've ever done. We've tried. We, we, we claim we try. And then when we fail, it's ah, no big deal. We'll try again, and we're in this endless cycle of giving half-hearted effort because we don't truly believe we can actually have what it is we have. But the one thing that separates us from anybody who is truly successful is they didn't take no for an answer. They demanded excellence at every given step of the way and that's all you have to do. Demand excellence of yourself. Do not accept mediocrity anymore. You're worth more. You can achieve the greatness that you can see, that you can wish for. You just gotta put in the work. Do the four letter word that nobody on this planet wants to do. That's the difference between the people that are successful at anything in life and us. They did the work. They did what was considered impossible, what was considered silly, what was considered crazy, what was considered unfathomable. They did it because they demanded of themselves and that's all you need to do. Demand it of yourself. Say you're going to do it and actually do it. Matter of fact, don't even talk about it anymore. Just do it. Do it and continue to do it every day. Every day until you have what it is you've been trying to get all of these years. If you really want what you say you want, do what you have to do. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.